missing my team as an entrepreneur in a lone island. You know, this was the episode where I realized all four of us, Brody, Jeff, Jamie, and myself, we have cut our ties with the W2 world and we spread our wings to fly as entrepreneurs, right? And this is, I don't know what I'm doing with my hands here if you're watching on YouTube, but this episode is an extension of an all-fair conversation that Brody and Jeff were having about the transition that one makes when or one goes through when they're going from being a W2 earner to a full-time, you know, solopreneur, solo investor. And uh, we start to dive deep about personal support or spousal support and something that no one really talks about uh, on the subject of financial freedom and financial independence. And that is the emotional highs and lows that one goes through when you make that transition, when they make that transition from that W2 paycheck, uh, not being there anymore. Right. So, uh, this is also the first time I've ever heard Jeff's story about how he and his wife, Trina decided to go all in, uh, just a super impressive, uh, story, really impressive to hear. And as I'm hearing Jeff tell their story, it really challenged me to think if I would be able to do have the guts uh, or inspiration or willpower to take that kind of leap. And um, I'm, I'm leaning toward no. So very, very inspiring story uh, to hear. And glad, so glad that Jeff shared that with us. So I want you to ask yourself this question as you're listening to this episode and, and then text me and let me know, would you survive on a lone island or would you be eliminated off of Snowflake Mountain? This is episode number 166 of the W2 Capitalist Podcast. I think it's a big problem that a lot of people have when they're like trying to start out with uh, real estate on their own, whether they leave their job or whatever. And it's, and, you know, it was like, he misses being part of a team. Mm -hmm. uh, I totally understand that. And um, I, I think that's an, I think that's an interesting topic to, you know, to tackle. So I, I thought that was pretty cool, but you know, I'm, I'm open to whatever. That is interesting. Cause I mean, you always hear that entrepreneurship, you're on an Island, right? It's, it's lonely. I heard that a lot and I never really understood what that meant, but. Um, now you do. <laughs> yeah. Now you do. Yeah. Isn't that right, Jamie? <laughs> it, it's um, right. But that yeah, also kind of like provides to like groups like this that, you know, to where you can kind of express your grievances and, you know, have a, a discussion about like, you know, how to take care of that and to where you feel more like a team. Cause like, you know, uh, you know, obviously Jay, you've, you've kind of for the most part been on that other call, uh, that other boring ass call. <laughs> Uh, on Tuesdays for the most part of us being like doing this, but like, you know, me, Jamie and Brody, like we, I feel like we've kind of built like a bond and like, you know, we can kind of, you know, uh, deal with those kind of grievances, you know, together, um, even though, you know, we're so far apart. Um, it's, you know, I would, they've helped me. I hope I've helped them, 100%. you know, so, um, you know, that was kind of my thought with that. Yeah. I mean, kind of how I saw my evolution on that feeling was like, I joined the mastermind to be around people who understood my mindset about real estate, right. When I was in the W2 
and and nobody knew what I was doing or understood what was happening, including family um, at times that thought I was crazy or just, you know, you're going to lose, lose your ass. Right. And it's evolved now into like, I feel like y'all are my team. You're my support group. Um, you're my cheerleaders. You're my accountability partners. You're a little bit of everything for me now that I'm out here on my own. So, yeah. Can I, can I be the guy that holds you? Yeah. Come on. You hold me up. <laughs> Absolutely. I need, I need somebody that can actually, you know, yeah. A little bit out. more muscular. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got it. I got it. I'm, I'm, I'm tracking it. <laughs> I like that. I, I like, it's a good idea. Uh, I I'm going to play devil's advocate through that whole thought process. All right, let's go. Uh, because, uh, well, let me, have y'all seen this show on the history channel? It's called alone. You guys no. know about this? So it's, Is that uh, the one where it's like, they're surviving out in the wilderness, yes, but they're by themselves. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. So let's play devil's advocate. I'm going to go the other direction, but go ahead. Go ahead. I feel if I had the survival skills, I would totally. And, and it okay. makes Cassie mad. I'm like, because the, all these people, they've, they've got all the survival skills. They can do it. But what happens is their mental capacity when they're sitting out there. Now, now it says they're alone, but they're getting weekly checks. Like they're getting interaction with people like on a weekly basis, they come up. But I'm like, I, I could totally, I, I would set the world record that would never. And, but anyway, I, I don't know. I, you, you would be totally content just having nothing I, and nobody around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Except, so, except for my family. I, I would eventually have to plug in there. I, I want to I wanna come, come back at you and say, like, I agree that you could do it alone, like the entrepreneurship thing. But those, yeah. like, to use your example of the alone TV show, like, all of those guys are, like, field fucking survival experts. Yeah. <laughs> so they have all the tools they need to live out in the woods and be alone so yeah it's kind of crazy it's i'm sure it's like mentally tough and it's a good exercise there but they have everything they already need to like to, to rock it like they they know like they just get dropped into it and they're like all right well i gotta go make a pointy stick and go go yeah. get some food you know like yeah. i need to go get some shelter and then now i need to go get some fire entrepreneurship man is just getting dropped out it's more like uh this other tv show on netflix that i only watched 15 minutes of and then i threw up um <laughs> It's uh, it what's called? snow? No, snowflake, snowflake hill, mountain. snowflake mountain, snowflake, snowflake mountain. mountain. <laughs> That's where we all start out. Yeah, like we start out as a bunch of snowflakes on the mountain, and it's like Hamburger Hill sometimes. You know, sometimes you have background in it, but like it's more like that where you're like, what do I do? And the, the snowflake yeah. is that the uh, is that political uh, incorrect phrase? Oh no, it's or? terrible, man! If you want to have a laugh, the next time you and and Miss Cassie have a time for an adult, uh, you know, <laughs> adult, adult experience, <laughs> yeah, adult entertainment experience, you should definitely watch the first fifteen minutes of Snowflake, man. You get exactly what I'm talking about. I'm gonna uh, confess here. I watched the entire thing. I couldn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Was it hilarious? Like, did you did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it. Like part of me wanted to see them all come around and, and like embrace the experience, which did, doesn't, doesn't happen. Some of them did, oh, but, God. and then it was just, it's just that, that it's like watching one of those housewife shows. Like the, the TV is just, these people are the most spoiled of spoiled kids out there and they drop them in the wilderness. And then I just couldn't help laugh that these challenges they had to do were like cakewalks but they're struggling and crying and missing their Prada and stuff like that. So a I, I mean, <laughs> someone said that. 
but just that trash TV. I think that scares a lot of people too. Like I remember Brian, um, you know, was he, he regularly stopped by our group and, um, you know, he was been in the corporate world for so long and then like he wanted to branch out, but you know, it's, it's scary to do it by yourself. Like I'm, I'm lucky enough to where I have, you know, uh, a wife who is totally on board, um, you know, and can do things that I can't do. Um, so I think that that helps, but you got, you got Jamie, who's kind of gone out on his own and, you know, he wants to get his wife involved at some point as far as like design and stuff, but she's still kind of a little skittish and, you know, uh, Brody with, with his wife who helps a lot, but you know, she's, she has been gone a lot here, you know, she's back now, but she's, she's been gone a lot and, you know, like just feeling like you're a part of a team is, is, is motivating um, you know, in itself, um, to where like, yeah, we all want to do what we're, we're, you know, what we're preaching about real estate and stuff, but to have that team member, uh, that you can, you know, discuss stuff with and, um, you know, delegate, um, you know, uh, things that need to be done with, you know, I think is, is a big difference, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think that's huge. And a lot of times we're just look firm that we're not crazy for what we're right. thinking and what. what we're oh yeah, a, sanity checks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're just bounce think... issues off of and them not be like, "Well, why'd you do that?" Yeah. <laughs> well, you should. Well, you're still gonna get dangled <laughs> if you do it with your wife. I'll tell you that. Yeah. But uh... I, had, I had a conversation with a guy today. Uh, oddly enough, he was just laid off from his W two, but he's got a few rentals under his belt and his wife's totally on board. She has a W two and, and he made the comment of, um, um, I, you know, the W two is always going to be there. He's out searching for another W two now. And I was like, you just told me you don't need the money, right? You don't, you don't need the benefits. You don't need any of that. Why don't you, why don't you give this a go? Like what's keeping you from like just going full time right now today. And he, he asked, actually answered, because it's always been there. It's always what I know. It's like, all right. Okay. So, uh, I don't know if he enjoyed, I think he, I think he led a sales team or, uh, led some sort of team. So I think he's, it's right there with it, but he also, he just, it's just what he knows. Right. And he's not ready to, to take the dive yet. And there, and I, I talked to him, I was like, man, there, there's a transition. A lot of people talk about financial independence and all this, and, and they, it, it makes for a great podcast, but what they don't talk, tell you about is, the transition that you go through from W2 employee to entrepreneur in the emotional transition that you go through. I mean, it's, it can be tough. It's, hard. it's, it's fucking hard. Like, yeah. you know, when we decided to move to mobile from Fort Lauderdale, like, you know, we, we'd weighed a lot of the consequences and, and the positives. And I, I, I tell this story a lot. Um, you know, we literally, I remember this conversation where we were sitting there and it was, we were laying in bed and I was like, I'm willing to risk everything we already have 
to have the life that we want. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to do that, then you're going to be fine. And, you know, obviously she was on board as well because we work as a team, but we moved to Mobile, Alabama, and we bought three houses, sight unseen, which I don't, you know, uh, suggest anybody (laughs) does. But we had some guy who, like her, we moved to Mobile and her sister was already living in Mobile. Uh, because her and her husband were working in the oil industry and um, they, they have a lot of properties or a lot of rental properties as well. And they turned us on to this one guy and he, he, he jacked us for 11 grand. So literally like we moved to mobile with whatever I could shove in our car and um you know we're sleeping on the floor and we're living in one of our flips and um you know it was tough for a while you know like i won't you know not that it was like and you were doing this with kids too right yeah uh she was pregnant she was like when we left florida uh she was seven months pregnant with our, our child and we and then we had owen who was about two and we literally shoved whatever we could get into the car and we left on uh, Christmas Eve and headed to Mobile. And But I woke up the next morning in a hotel in Mobile and I'm like, what the fuck have we done? <laughs> you know, like there's always that moment. And, um, you know, and then we found out that the that this contractor just kind of bailed on us and you know he did a lot of work but he basically left us 11 grand in the hole and like we decided like we're gonna make this work no matter what and like you know we just we figured it out so it wasn't like we were it wasn't like we were gonna tuck our tail and go back like it was like we were gonna figure it out and 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 move forward and I'm glad we did for sure. I want to ask you this, because uh, the the guy I was talking to today, he asked me, he goes, "Hey man, where, how did you find? How did you know? And how did how did you find the courage to take the leap, right, into being a full time real estate investor?" And I was like, "Well, I had some help. I I got laid off, and I got so that was my push, right. Otherwise, I'd probably still be working and hating it, uh, enjoying the six figure income. But uh, I was like, I don't think I would ever had the the guts to do that." So I want to ask you the same question that I was asked, Jeff, how did, how did you like, where, where were you emotionally to say, all right, selling everything we have, we're moving to a market that we don't own anything yet. And we're going to buy three properties side unseen. Like, how does that happen? And where do you find the courage to do that? Me and Trina met. And then, um, she was a realtor at the time with a very successful realtor and i was working for like a commercial construction company and then like um her partner uh who was a family friend forever uh like uh like her friends that she grew up since she was two she's the one that was the successful realtor and she had pancreatic cancer and it was kind of a bittersweet situation because she 
she passed away because you don't usually come back from pancreatic cancer. And um, and the, her friends who were her kids were nice enough to give her her cell phone, which was huge. Um, and so we were making like like I quit my job and got my realtor's license and we started working together and we were making really good money, but we were absolutely freaking miserable because <laughs> like working like constantly for people, um, you know, to where like you can't even enjoy your weekends. Like it's, you know, you get those Saturday night calls at 10 where somebody's freaked out and like, uh, it, like, even though we made a lot of money and we, and we saved it and that's part of the reason we were able to kind of move and, and, and invest and stuff. But, but it made us miserable. Like we hated mm -hmm. it. Like we freaking hate it. Like every time we took a vacation, like it was never a true vacation and it's technically still not like that, but at least, not yet. Like, <laughs> yeah. but at least like you know um when you're on vacation now like at least you know you're doing what you're doing for your own benefit um so uh we just um just she got completely burnt out and she was pregnant with our first kid and i had to kind of take over and like as long as the uh, other realtor's phone kept ringing, like we were fine, but we we don't know how to market. We don't know how to, I, I, like, I'm not somebody you want to sell your house to. So eventually, like, the phone stopped ringing, and eventually, like, I'm just not a salesperson. Like, I, I'll admit that to the day. Uh, I die. I'm, I'm not a salesperson. Like I can't convince people to do things. And so once those things went dry, then it's like, well, what are we going to do? And then I thought, well, I like, I like construction. I like being a home builder or whatever, or knowing that kind of stuff. So I became a home inspector and I got my license to be a home inspector. And then like I'm working for this company where I'm like running my ass off. Like I, 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 I took every freaking inspection that I could. And I, like, like I was telling Jamie, like I treated it more like an education, not like a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I know he's kind of dealing with a little bit of that right now too. And um, I learned so much because I was in so many houses and, um, uh, but eventually it was like still the same thing. Like if I was working for somebody, but luckily they had a loose enough, like, um, uh, what's it called? Um, like he, he allowed me to have my own business as well. And, but I, I, I used to go to, uh, open houses every weekend and try to sell myself. And I went, I would go to like 20 or 25 open houses on a weekend and I still couldn't convince anybody. I'm just, I'm just not that. So we're like, what are we going to do? And I'd always wanted to flip homes and we've had, we had a million discussions about like, 
okay, like, what do we want to do? And I said, I said, look, I've been wanting to flip homes since I was 25. So like, let's just go for it. But she didn't want to do it in the Florida market, which I totally understand. Like it's way more expensive. And then once she found this mobile market, she's like, okay, if this is what you want to do, it makes sense for us to do this. Is this what you want to do? And I was like, fuck yeah like that because <laughs> uh, i'd rather like i'd rather gamble it all on something that i truly like think that i wanted to do and and instead of just I, okay somebody needs their hiney wiped but um <laughs> hang on but Turn off your video and mute the, yourself. Y'all just get the gist talking of out of experience here. <laughs> I, have to, I have to wipe my tiny, so hang on. He left it on. Left it all on. Uh, I hope they start screaming in the background. That'd be hilarious. Mute him. <laughs> no, I don't. No. <laughs> uh, Let it ride. When you leave a review, and I hope you do. Don't forget to tell us who you are and leave five stars. That's from Dirty Jobs Micro. Listen, guys, if you're interested in exploring any of the products or services that I use to make my real estate investing career easier, or you want to explore joining us in the W2CAP Plus community where you can uh, hang out with guys like myself, Brody, Jamie, and Jeff on a routine basis, they're going to be, there's going to be a link somewhere in the description or uh, comments or something like that, wherever you're watching or listening to this podcast. But as promised, if you have any questions whatsoever, or you feel like I can help you in anything we talk about here today on this episode or any of the previous episodes, send me a text. Uh, I was going to say, give me a call, but chances are, if you're not in my phone book, I'm not going to answer. Uh, so send me a text. Let me know what episode you're li listening to and how I can potentially help you. We'll find a time to get on a call. Okay. My cell phone number is 205-249-0248.